You're now listening to Project Kayfabe. Big meaty man slapping me. (laughs) The most unprofessional professional wrestling and pop culture podcast. Let's rock. Where you listen to our shitty little opinions and you kind of enjoy them. That's Cap. Totally Cap. That means lie. This ain't your mommy's podcast. Presented by the WrestleBuzz Podcast Network. And here is your host, the one, the only, Joe. Yo, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to Project Kayfabe, a wrestling and pop culture podcast. As always, I am your host, Joe. Uh, I am here by myself this week, unfortunately, because I couldn't get Quad A around. He's been a little busy. I'm a little busy. The time I'm recording this, you know, it's uh, it's, it's late, so uh, it doesn't work for everybody. But we got to make sure we still have an episode out, so we are doing that. As I mentioned before, we are a wrestling and pop culture podcast. So if you are listening to us for the very first time, you might be on the WrestleBuzz Podcast Network feed. So thank you for listening if you are and tapping in to see what does Project Kayfabe have to offer. We are in a little bit of a shakeup now that we are on the WrestleBuzz Podcast Network. I will be changing the way the whole show is, the entire brand of the podcast. Uh, More on that towards the end of the show. You will be hearing exactly what Project Kayfabe will be doing in the near future. Um, But we are a wrestling podcast on a wrestling podcast network. So we are here. We are you know, lucky to be a part of this. This was a great idea spawned by, you know, the, the, you know, the minds of many men. Uh, so you got Joey from the wrestling journal, you know, he, he wanted to start this up. We got Gurge brooms from, from the top row podcast. And here you are with the wrestling podcast network. That is Russell buzz. Uh, so, uh, If you're listening to us for the very first time, that is awesome. If you're confused and you're listening to us on the regular Project Kayfabe feed, you know, we are going to be transitioning off of that feed uh, within the next week or two. So starting in November, you pretty much won't be seeing wrestling content on that area. If you want wrestling content, go to the WrestleBuzz Podcast Network. Uh, You can find that available anywhere you get a podcast at so anywhere whether it's apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify you can find us there on wednesdays thursdays around middle of the week upload you will find our project kayfabe you will find our episodes with me uh you know we'll have quad a we'll have finn we're gonna you know we're gonna make it a little interesting so more on that towards the end uh, during the weekend time, you'll see an episode from uh, the Wrestling Journal podcast with Joey and his boys. And then on Monday, you'll see an episode from Gurge Broom for the From the Top Rope podcast. So we all talk about wrestling, but we have our own ways to talk about it, whether we're talking about everything that's going on currently in professional wrestling or maybe things that have happened in, uh, in the past. So there are different things that we offer, different perspectives, and we are very happy to collaborate together and see what we can bring. So uh, today's episode is a wrestling episode, and I am on my own, unfortunately, but I will make sure we still talk about some of the biggest things that have been going on. And of course, I do also like sharing some audio so you hear some little snippets of some of the things that have been going on. So I'll try and keep this episode to talk about some of the major things that have happened recently between the WWE, AEW, and some other promotions along the way. With all that being said, 
Let's get into it. So, WWE conversation will be the first part of the show. And honestly, it's because it's one of the biggest things that have been going on. The WWE has been on fire. It's uh, the good way to put it. Everything that has been going on for the most part has been enjoyable. You know, it's crazy to say that it is fun to be a WWE fan right now. And, you know, Extreme Rules just took place and we saw the return. We saw the return. We saw weeks and weeks of buildup that wasn't even on television until... You know, basically extreme rules happen where we saw something happen at the very beginning of the whole show with the White Rabbit. So the White Rabbit, everyone's been speculating, is it Bray Wyatt? You know, at the, at a certain point, you just know it's Bray, but you would have been surprised if it wasn't Bray Wyatt. And it finally paid off. So you had Matt Riddle versus Seth Rollins in a fight pit. Matt Riddle took the W on this one. And then as the show is coming to a close, they even put the, you know, little end graphic at the end to show you that the show is basically over, you know, while Riddle's closing and leaving the place. And then the lights go dark. And then we get what we've all been waiting for. The fans, you know, you could just hear the excitement once the lights went off. So I'm going to play that for you and we're going to relive this together. If you've already heard it, you've already seen it. It's all fine. It's all good with me, but I want to hear it again. I want to experience it again. So let's get into that right now. We on the air, guys? He's got the whole. He's got the whole. Be- 
So what you just heard was bits and pieces from that moment in Extreme Rules. I was going to play the whole thing, but I realized there are some moments where it's like, you know, it won't do well for a podcast. But I gave you the biggest pieces in there with my editing, and it was incredible. You know, I am very disappointed that, you know, I couldn't see this portion, you know, live, like with everyone else. I was, you know, busy this weekend, so I had to see it on Twitter first and then, you know, watch it afterwards on peacock but it still felt so genuine when i watched it like i felt the goosebumps you know the excitement behind it all and it really i mean we got bray wyatt back it's incredible i wanted to look this up beforehand but i never had the chance i wanted to see out of all the people that got released in the last like what since the pandemic started how many of them are now back which is a big chunk of change is now returned to the WWE. Uh, And this is incredible that Bray Wyatt is a part of it. You know, just the fact that this man has this opportunity again, it's really incredible. I know the guys on the wrestling journal podcast are huge marks for Bray. I think we all are. I mean, Bray is just incredible. I just, you know, there's been so many different uh, versions of Bray Wyatt. So now we finally get to see one that's, you know, has his mind and input a part of it again, but now with Triple H, you know, I, there's been reports that, you know, throughout the time with Vince McMahon that, you know, you got a lot of ideas from Bray, but a lot of them were turned down. But now with Triple H, you know, a new set of eyes, a new perspective can hopefully, you know, get us to where we want to go. And, you know, hearing from other people that like uh, Bray Wyatt has a lot of ideas, he just needs someone to help steer them. You know, this will be really good to now see with Triple H a part of it. But I mean, let's like let's talk about this whole moment. I know they brought it up in the other, you know, podcasts in the Wrestling Journal and in From the Top Rope. But I do want to mention, you know, the Wyatt Six, which is still unknown. We don't know what the Wyatt Six is. You know, that there is a term now like this is trademarked by the wwe so this is going to be something you know i see people on twitter have mentioned like whether it's wwe superstars or people in general waiting to see who the wyatt six is and you know there's different ideas so in that whole reveal of bray being back in the wwe we did see the you know the pig huskis we saw what's what might be that um witch or whatever she was was that sister abigail i don't know uh, we saw the return of the fiend. We saw the rabbit, and then we saw the vulture. So, you know, what does this mean? A lot of people are speculating that this uh, these roles will then be announced to be someone. You know, so they're saying that Huskis the pig could be Joe Gacy. Um, they're saying that the that the witch character or whatever that character was in the Funhouse that could be Liv Morgan. They're saying that the fiend possibly might be Dexter Loomis. Bo Dallas might be the rabbit because apparently Bo Dallas is back. They're also saying Grayson Waller could be the vulture. Uh, You know, they're also, I saw some reports or not reports, but speculation. What if, you know, Joe Gacy is a part of it. He does have those two um, guys with him. I don't remember who they are off the top of my head. But I do know they used to be, what is it, the Grizzly uh, Young Veterans or whatever they were in NXT. So there's speculation maybe they'll be joining as well. You know, what if the Wyatt Six is maybe just, you know, what if it's nothing? You know, what if it's just like all different iterations of 
Bray Wyatt. Like he was Husky Harris, you know, Husky the pig. You know, there's a sister Abigail. There's the fiend. Then there's the Firefly, like Funhouse version of him. And then there's the, you know, the Lantern cult leader Bray. And now there's whatever Bray we're getting now, which could be a combination of the of all of them. So there, there, what if there is no Wyatt Six? What if the Wyatt Six is just all different versions of Bray? You know, which is like interesting to see what they'll do here. Um, I've seen, you know, there's different speculations going on, and they're so it's like interesting too. For example, I saw Vincent from um, he's a part of ROH. He I forgot who's the other guy that was with him, but apparently they are no longer with ROH or their contracts are open. And, you know, they were apparently in backstage at, at Monday Night Raw this past Monday. So what if they are a part of it? I mean, they have a good look to be a part of Bray Wyatt's like type of cult thing going on here. There is speculations. What if this involves, you know, the original Wyatt Six people were thinking, OK, maybe it's like Alexa Bliss. You got Braun. You got Dexter Loomis. You have Karrion Cross for some reason. Um, I'm, I'm looking at a picture right now. What if it's like. Eric Rowan, Braun, mm. Bo Dallas, Alexa Bliss, Liv Morgan. You know, there's some speculations. What if Liv Morgan is now a part of it? And because after she lost her match at Extreme Rules, she lost around the Rousey. She dropped the title. She dropped her, like her Twitter is now black. The profile picture, the, you know, the, the header, that's black. But the same thing is going on with Seth Rollins, who did also lose to Matt Riddle at Extreme Rules. So why are they being so cryptic right now? A lot of cryptic things going on. And, you know, what a debut just to see Bray Wyatt back. You know, I did see something that was pretty cool. Some people are saying, what if this was a little tribute to Brody? Because that did that uh, when the door for the funhouse was kicked open. And it had that blue light like shining out of it. That really did feel like, you know, what Brody Lee, when he was like known to be the exalted one for the Dark Order, there was that blue light in the background. So that would be cool. I also thought, you know, it's definitely wasn't the case, but I really thought that what if, you know, uh, the person saying he's got the whole world in his hands. I thought, well, like, what if that was like, a Brody Lee audio clip. How cool would have that been? But um, that, that was just incredible to see that Bray Wyatt is back with the WWE. So many people have been marking out for this. And it's just, it's incredible to see that he's he's returned. And we have so much to look forward to right now. You know, the Wyatt Six is a thing we don't know of. I mean, that's what his Twitter hand, like his Twitter name is Wyndham six his handles win them six but his name on there is Wyatt six they got Wyatt six merch out right now they have that upside down moth which is like their logo I mean there's so much going on right now this is incredible to see what we can get from this new Bray Wyatt but Bray Wyatt wasn't the the only one to return this past week uh on Monday Night Raw we did see a huge return too so it was speculated earlier that Monday that Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson would be coming to the WWE. And, you know, knowing that I wasn't going to Raw, I just had a feeling, you know, Raw was in the Barclays Center. I'm like, ah, wouldn't it be great if they end up popping up tonight? Because that happens a lot in professional wrestling. When last minute news of, oh, someone's returning 
and it happens to be the same episode that like you know the same day an episode of raw or dynamite's happening yeah it ends up popping out like today you know on aw renee she was you know it was advertised by tony khan it was let known that she was you know returning to i mean not returning but going to be a part of aw next thing you know she's there um Maybe she, maybe he said that on the tweet. I don't recall, but, um, anywho, yeah, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson, the club, the OC, they are back into WWE and they're here with AJ to give context before I played a clip to hear the pop. Uh, you know, AJ has been kind of feuding with, uh, with the judgment day while edge is also feuding with the judgment day. And then, and the judgment day are off on a huge win after Finn Balor beat edge at extreme rules. And here we go. We have AJ who's also been in the mix and now he has some backup. I need family. So for the first time that we met in Japan to now in WWE and my not my brother's keeper. course today i don't decide you know i blame quote i blame quote if quote would have made it you know fit in his schedule and his budget we could have both been to raw and we could have saw a really great episode of raw but the good brothers are now with the wwe once again it's very funny that they said yeah i would never go back to wwe carl anderson i'm pretty sure said i wouldn't go back to wwe unless it was like i'm getting saudi money and i need a new pool and here they are. So I guess he needs a new pool. But I mean, with Triple H in charge now, anyone can be back. You know, it's incredible to see that the Good Brothers are here. You know, it's interesting. A lot of people gave the Good Brothers shit. A lot of people did not, you know, you know, weren't a big fan once they left. You know, people were like talking, you know, because they talk a lot of crap too. But they were always very interesting to me. And, you know, I'm happy to see now if, you know, Triple H in charge to see what we have in store with the OC, with AJ Styles are going to be feuding with Judgment Day. Maybe this, you know, I'm trying to figure out how this will work for war games now, because we do have Survivor Series war games coming up in, is it actually in November? Yeah, it's in November. We have Saudi still uh, with Crown Jewel, but. You know, you have AJ Styles, Luke Gallows, Carl Anderson, and Edge versus Judgment Day. You got Finn Balor, uh, you have uh, Damian Priest, and then you have Dominic Mysterio, but they need a fourth. So who who's the fourth, If it, unless it's Rhea? You know, that would also be sick if they get Rhea in there fighting with the dudes. 
But uh, very interested to see what we have in store with that. So that was a big thing. Also very interesting on the side of that. Um, so Carl Anderson is actually the never uh, never open weight champion right now for New Japan because these guys were signed to New Japan. They were doing some stints in Impact. They were the Impact World Champions uh, for the tag team division. And now, you know, Carl Anderson is here with New Japan with and he, you know, he, he was in New Japan with Luke Gallows and now they're in WWE. The belt is still on Gallows. I mean, Carl Anderson. Um, and apparently New Japan confirmed on Tuesday that Machine Gun Carl Anderson will still defend the gold at Battle Autumn on November 5th. Also, apparently he's still going to be scheduled for Wrestle Kingdom. So very interesting to see that, you know, will Triple H just let these guys carry on with their dates? Was Will we finally see working relationships with New Japan and WWE again? Uh, you know, I know they used to maybe they probably had something years, years, years ago. That's why I say again. Uh, but this could be huge to see. Maybe this is the first step to, you know, seeing WWE play nice with other companies again. You know, they've let. You know, Christian, when they did that thing and they let get Ric Flair on, you know, they 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 they've worked with other companies before, but not to the extent that, you know, the fans would really like it. You know, everyone would love to see a WWE versus AEW like event one day. And maybe we're getting closer to that with the possible working relationship with New Japan now with WWE, if this is like some sort of working relationship. Uh, other things. Austin Theory is on a 15-match losing streak in WWE, which is incredible for me because I fucking don't like him. You know, knowing the fact that he's basically, a, you know, a creep. He's a predator out there. You know, everyone knows the story. I'm not going to go into it, but just Google it if you really want to know. Just look up Austin Theory allegations. Um, you know, that says enough if you're tied up in that. And he's on a 15-match losing streak. I did see, because uh, I did read this from uh, Cultaholic. Um, got actually a lot of this news from Cultaholic. But this is kind of typical, apparently, with the booking. So apparently they say Mr. Money in the Bank. Um, oh, no, that's not where I saw it. Uh, theories booking is common, is common with heel Money in the Bank briefcase holders, with many of them suffering plenty of losses before finally cashing successfully uh, and to win the world title, which guy, it does make sense. Cause I'm pretty sure probably Dolph Ziggler lost a bunch. Del Rio probably lost a bunch. Sheamus probably lost a bunch. Um, this, all right, this kind of does make sense. Does this mean he's going to successfully cash? I hope fucking not, but, uh, it's a very interesting time in the WWE with, you know, tr- triple H in charge. Roman Reigns may or may not be on a break soon. So we'll see what happens. Um, Another big thing in WWE, Brock Lesnar returned to WWE on Raw after his hiatus. You know, he's been missing in action pretty much since his loss at SummerSlam. And he came out and he interrupted and attacked basically Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley would then go on to lose the United States title to Seth freaking Rollins, which is also another W. It's really cool to see. It sucks that Bobby had to lose the belt, but it's also great to see that we've had so many great Bobby moments in the last two years, two to three years, honestly. It's been great to see this. Um, so unfortunately, he lost the belt, but we're going to get a proper match between Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley. I am fucking ecstatic about that one. No title on the line. First time in a while that, you know, Brock Lesnar has been in a feud that doesn't involve a belt. 
I mean, the last one I could think of was John Moxley when he was going against uh, him as Dean Ambrose and they had that SummerSlam match that doesn't get really brought up enough. Um, maybe that's for a reason. Uh, wait, no, was it a SummerSlam? No, I think that was that a Mania match. I don't even that might have been who knows. Uh, actually, I could just Google that, but uh, we'll continue on talking about things. So Brock Lesnar will be taking on Bobby Lashley probably at Clash at I mean Crown Jewel just because you know the Saudi crowd loves that type of stuff. So it'll be interesting to see what we get from there. Um, other things that happen. Oh yes, this was a WrestleMania matchup. Okay, good to know. Uh, no holes bar match between the two. I'm talking about uh, WrestleMania 32, Brock Lesnar versus Dean Ambrose. Uh, so like I said, Seth Rollins won the belt. He is now the U.S. champ, so that's great to see. We got the Shield is holding gold. Roman Reigns with both the world titles. You got John Moxley, AEW champ, and we got Seth freaking Rollins, U.S. champ. It's a great time to be a Shield fan. Um, if you're a DX fan, it was also a great time. Maybe not a great time. So DX had their 25th. Uh, year reunion at uh, Monday Night Raw. Another thing I'm sad to see, and I, I'm forgetting who brought this up, but is, isn't it interesting that DX was supposed to be fighting against the authority, fighting against the man, and now they are the authority. They are in charge of the WWE with Triple H as the head. You know, Shawn Michaels involved in his area, um, and then you got Road Dog, and then you got Billy Gunn, who's a pair who's playing with office supplies, as uh, Corey Graves said on commentary. Um, I bring this up the DX reunion for two things. Number one, apparently they tried to get Billy Gunn, but Tony Khan didn't want to play nice. Apparently, you know, I saw Road Dog tweeted that they tried the WWE tried to get Billy Gunn for one night. But, you know, they weren't playing ball with them. So that's sad to see that they, we could have had Billy Gunn just show up for one night at WWE. You know, it's very interesting, too. You know, the one time I'm thinking about uh, is a Hall of Fame. Was it 20? Was it? Yeah, it was a Hall of Fame 2019, I guess it must have been because it was before COVID. And, you know, Triple H made the joke to Billy Gunn about sending him down there or, or he'll be with the Indies. I don't know, something like that. But uh, very interesting that WWE tried to get him and AEW said, nah. Uh, but the other part that I thought was pretty cool. So DX did come out. So it was Xbox, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, and Road Dog, And they came out on a Jeep, uh, kind of like what they did for the WCW invasion that they did, uh, that they shot back in the day. Um, very cool to hear that Xbox announced on the bump or he was being interviewed on the bump and he let the, he let the people know that was the same Jeep from the WCW invasion. Um, that's just freaking cool to see that that's still a thing. And, you know, you could get that, you know, just around, you know, WWE has a crazy intensive warehouse, but to see that they were able to bring that Jeep out of retirement, that's pretty cool. That, that was some cool news. Um, and then my last piece on the WWE portion of this news and, you know, conversation we're having on our, well, I'm having on the podcast, uh, The Rock said he is the head of the table. The Rock is right now, he is promoting, he's doing everything he has to do to promote Black Adam because no one wants to go watch a DC movie at the moment. You know, he's making speculations that Superman might be returning so you know maybe that's uh you know henry cavall might be a good reason to go watch the show uh i mean the movie but uh more on that on project kayfabe on the pop culture side and more on the pop culture side in a little bit when we talk about that in the end of the show 
Uh, but anywho, the great one was asked by E! News, the rundown, who's the head of the table? And he responded by saying, who's the head of the table? Without saying any names, you're looking right into his eyes. So basically, he's like, yo, I'm the head of the table. He acknowledged, like, at one point, he did acknowledge, I saw in another interview, he acknowledged that Roman Reigns is a tribal chief. But, you know, The Rock is saying he's the head of the table. He's a tribal chief. Maybe he's saying that, or at least he's just saying he's the head of the table. And, um, you know, he basically says, you know, he would love the idea of going to WrestleMania. He just kind of needs to, you know, needs to work, needs to fit. He likes being a promoter. I don't know. We're just waiting for this match to happen. And, you know, we're we're running out of time here. Is Roman Reigns going to leave before this match ever happens? Is, you know, The Rock going to take a break from being, you know, the most paid man in Hollywood to go, you know, have a WrestleMania match? He would need to start training kind of now. I mean, The Rock is huge. I feel like, you know, we want to make sure we get the best out of The Rock if he's going to have a match against Roman Reigns. And everyone, you know, it only makes sense to do it at the WrestleMania in Hollywood when The Rock is Hollywood. Roman Reigns is on his way probably to be Hollywood. You know, it would be cool to see if we could finally get this to happen, but who knows? Uh, that is uh, that is some interesting conversation that is being started up again, you know, from, you know, this, this uh, media runs that he's doing right now for Black Adam. But uh, go watch Black Adam. It comes out next week. So that is your WWE news. Uh, okay, I did see in the other section. So before I get into AEW, there are some other stuff that has been happening. I just want to report two things, and that will continue. Mia Yim is done with Impact. Apparently, her contract is over. Very interesting to see that Mia Yim did have, you know, she was released from WWE back when, you know, everyone was getting released. And then, you know, she wasn't around for a while, you know, same time as, you know, Keith Lee. He wasn't anywhere. Then eventually Keith Lee showed up on AEW a couple weeks later. Then Mia Yim showed up on Impact. And now her time is done. She just had a match against Mickey James at Bound for Glory. And I'm pretty sure she took the loss. But yeah, now her contract is up. And it'll be interesting to see, will she go with Papa H or will she go follow her husband at AEW or maybe, you know, maybe she's done, but I don't think she's done in total wrestling. So we'll see what happens there. I saw some other reports that are there. Some other stars that are apparently done with um, impact as well. So Maria Canellis, Mike Bennett, uh, Matt Taven are apparently done with AEW, I mean, AEW impact for now. So that'll also be interesting to see where those uh, guys and girls turn up at. So a lot more people are available. Interesting to see where this all turns up for the WWE Impact AEW. Who knows? And, you know, I was a big fan of Mike Bennett, for example, as someone to talk about. I really liked when he was part of ROH. And then eventually he made the kingdom. And then, you know, he went to WWE. Well, he, then he went to Impact. And he was the miracle Mike Bennett. And then he went to, you know, WWE and he was... Mike Canellis and all that and yada 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 but it would be cool to see what they can do with him and you know hopefully get him back on a big platform somewhere that then he has the opportunity to shine uh anywho that is uh that is that part of news but an interesting part that will then segue us into AEW so in the indies you know everyone knows if you're listening to this podcast I'm a big fan of GCW Game Changer Wrestling and unfortunately for me, but you know, for a lot of eight of GCW fans, it's about time. John Moxley lost the GCW title to Nick Gage at a GCW Fight Club over the past weekend. 
another show I had to miss because I was busy. I was at a wedding and I really wanted to go to Atlantic City because I missed the last time Nick Gage and John Moxley went against each other. And then I missed this match. And, you know, Nick Gage took home to W on this one. There was some shenanigans, though. So Nick Gage won off of Moxley, who was attacked by W. Morrissey uh, and Stokely Hathaway of AEW, the firm. Uh, so after, you know, Moxley hit the Death Rider onto Nick Gage through the glass, that's when they came out. They ambushed the man. Uh, Nick Gage then took, you know, after, you know, Moxley gets up, he then puts him through a couple of the, uh, what he calls the choke breaker and a pile driver gets home, takes the W. He is now champion. He is not retiring. His career is still available. Moxley had a 399 day reign. A lot of people were complaining and, you know, I wouldn't say I'm not going to say I'm one of them, but I would say I understand because there was a point where, you know, they GCW does have a lot of shows for being an indie promotion. You know, they have, you know, about a show every other weekend at this point and their world champion was nowhere to be found for a lot of them. And that was John Moxley. I did go to, uh, world on GCW at the Hammerstein. He took on Homicide. That was awesome. Then I went to what's the last one? Get get uh get out or it wasn't called Get Out. It was Get Lost or something. I, I really they they make up a lot of different names for their shows. But I went to that and uh, John Moxley took on Tony Deppin, which was pretty sweet. And I was third row for that. Shout out to my boy Nick March in the Hive. Um, so he finally lost the title. Unfortunately, he may or may not be done with GCW. This is another portion that I bring up related to this. So apparently Tony Khan doesn't want Moxley or doesn't want his talent to be with GCW. So this is something that's been reported over the last week. Uh, So the reports is that AEW didn't want Moxley to work on the show and have been asking their talent not to work GCW dates for months. However, Moxley's like, look, you know, I, I got to finish my run with GCW. There's no future dates planned for, you know, the John Moxley right now. And, you know, it sucks because it seems that his time with GCW might be over, you know, with Moxley doing this match with uh, Gage. That was really cool that this is how it would be over possibly for now, but who knows? I don't understand why Tony Khan, would try and stop his wrestlers from promote from like, you know, wrestling at GCW. Maybe it's because the gore, but like, you know, you literally had Nick Gage wrestle Chris Jericho last year in a death match, basically. So I don't understand. So apparently it's believed also that Moxley will work for AW, you know, cause he just signed a five year deal with AW. So he'll be there for a very long time as a wrestler, but then also as a mentor, you know, figure as well too. And so it's apparently AEW is allowing him to wrestle a course for them and their international partners, such as like new Japan. Uh, and apparently he'll still be able to do like indie shows, but he can't be like, you know, it'd be more like on a surprise basis, apparently rather than being like the focal point of a card or, you know, what the promotion's trying to sell, which is like annoying. Cause you know, for the most part, if it's not GCW, uh, Moxley has been on uh, wrestle, Wrestle Revolver is the promotion, I'm pretty sure. Uh, they've had, uh, you know, they literally had Swerve's house on there. Like, Swerve had his own show 
like named after him on there. They've had Ruby Riot on there. Eddie Kingston's out here wrestling like for House of Glory, for New Japan, for like other small like indies, for example. So the fact that like, you know, Tony Khan's limiting his stars for New Japan is kind of bothering me there because I mean, from New Japan, from Grant, uh, the fact that Tony Khan is limiting his stars to do GCW pisses me off. One, because I go to plenty of GCW shows in a year, but then also, you know, John Moxley is John Moxley having this opportunity to then wrestle in big shows for smaller, you know, promotions. This is only better for you, possibly in the long run. Sure, I know you don't want your talent to possibly get injured, but this will shine a light on Tony Khan. Be like, look at this guy. He lets his he lets his wrestlers actually wrestle where they want. Vince wouldn't let that happen. So it's sad to see that this might be the end for John Moxley and his run in GCW. Hopefully it's just for now. Hopefully, you know, maybe we'll see a return, but this is the rumor that is going around. And I, I should have preferenced that also in the beginning of the show. Anything that I report that may or may not be a rumor, you know, at this point I just need to take with a grain of salt because sometimes it's true. Sometimes it's not true. A lot of the times these rumor mills get them shit wrong anyway. So, Let's talk about AEW, uh, and we could get on with our lives. AEW had a really great show coming out of Toronto tonight. Um, some big things happened, like the promo between Hangman Page and Mox. You know, they are facing each other next week, live Tuesday night dynamite because, you know, schedule changes. Um, I think it's probably because it conflicts with uh, the World Series, you know, the playoffs that are going on right now. So uh, that's baseball. So, um, interesting to see that they were going to be having the world title defended on this Tuesday night show. I think the the ploy on that is to make sure people watch them on Tuesday and they know what the hell's going on. And they weren't going to let you forget either. They kept reminding you throughout the show that they do have a show happening next week on Tuesday. So, I do want to play for you the clip that just happened uh, with John Moxley and Adam Page. Adam Page was heated from last week, but you'll you'll hear why. I want you to listen to it just so if you haven't, you get the idea and hear how good this promo is and check it out online when you get a chance. Watch the replay because the emotion that comes off of this man, Adam Page, was so good. I'm a very big fan of him, and AEW has been one of the best things to happen for specifically Adam Page. They have made him – he's become a star because of AEW. That is the biggest thing. Take a listen. Whatever you have to say about me, I want you to say it to my face. No, no, no. Actually, you said it all last week. You said you respected who I was in the ring. You said you respected me as a person. And I would be lying if I didn't tell you that coming from you, that meant the world to me. Because I have watched you for these past three years. And I've come to respect who you are in the ring and who you are outside of it too. You are a hell of a champion, a hell of a father, a hell of a husband. And there have been times in the past three years when I looked at you and I saw the kind of man I wanted to be. MJF looking on. 
Remember, MJF holds that chip. He can challenge for the AEW World well, Championship. You can watch at any all time. you want. You better listen. But last week, you shattered the illusions I had about you when you called me a nice kid. Is that how you feel about me, huh? You think I'm a kid? After all the niceties and compliments, you want to call me a kid? Is that how you feel about me? Huh? Answer me. I'm asking you a question. Am I a kid to you? That's exactly what I think about you. I don't think you are the same guy that knocked me off the top of a 20-foot ladder one year ago. Next week in Cincinnati, if you get the shot to take me out, I don't think you got it in your guts to pull the trigger. Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe I'm not the same guy. I was this time last year. I hesitated in May, and it cost me this championship. I went for the trios championship with my best friends, and we failed. And I've had to watch as week after week they seemingly disappear. My old friends, they have disappeared. And for all that I did, I'm left with nothing. I'm left with nothing. So I'm not the same. I'm angry. I'm frustrated. I can't sleep at night. I'm anxious. I'm depressed. The medicine is not working, but I am still here because I am a man. I am 31 years old. I'm a former world tag team champion, a former world champion. I've watched my family members be lowered into the ground, and I've brought new life into this world, just like you have. I'm a husband. I'm a father. I've been choked till my face turns blue, and I've been beaten in that same face over and over, and I keep coming back because I am a man. Damn it. Damn, it sounded like he hit himself on one of those. I know he probably hit the mic, but sheesh. So I know what I have to do in Cincinnati, and I don't care if your cousins are there. I don't care if your sister's there. I don't care if your mother's in the crowd. I will beat you within an inch of your life to take this back the thing that I should have never let slip away. And look at me now. Look at me now. I have nothing. I have a shot. And I have my word. Tuesday I take my shot and tonight I give you my word. I will be the next AEW World Champion. So that was a sick promo. That was really good. You know, I I, I reacted a little bit during that. Uh, I mean, he actually did hit himself pretty well. I mean, 
he bled a little bit from those little jabs he was getting himself. His face was red. He actually connected. I mean, if you're going to sell it, you're going to sell it. Uh, that was really good. Moxley is probably my favorite guy in AEW right now. And I got to give it to Hangman Page, that performance there alone. And also, just because I think I said on the pod before, but I don't think they should have dropped the belt off of this man for CM Punk. I mean, based up, uh, actually, you know, I understand why they would give it to CM Punk. It just, you know, did it look like he did it? Did they know he was going to get injured? No. Did they know that that would happen? Not at all. Did they know they would give him the belt a second time and he would cause a lot of fucking shit and then get injured again? No. But Hangman Page should have kept that belt just a little longer. And now we're going to get to see him go against Mox. And, you know, I wouldn't hate it if Mox lost a belt. But, you know, there, there's it's very interesting to see what happens from here on out. Because Full Gear comes November 14th, I believe, or whatever weekend that is. I will be there. Um, and that might be the time where this man cashes in that chip unless he holds it for a year. But the the right now, it's hot on MJF. He needs to belt. So what does he do? Do you, you know, cash in on Mox and Hangman next Tuesday? Do you wait till Full Gear? Does Mox drop the belt at full gear or does he drop it this Tuesday? Does, you know, Hangman win it just to drop it? Very interesting to see what goes on here. Very excited. Very, very excited to see what the main event scene in AEW. Other things in AEW, we got Renee Young, a.k.a. Renee Paquette. She is the wife, obviously, of John Moxley, but before she was the wife of John Moxley, she was a great commentator. She was a great, you know, backstage personality for the WWE. Then she went on and she launched her own podcast. I I was listening to that podcast for the last year now. I don't listen as consistent to many podcasts besides my own from the top rope, you know, the wrestling journal, but Renee brings really great interviews and uh, I really enjoyed her podcast. Um, so she did all that and you know, she had a stuff going on with Sirius XM and here she is with AEW. She's all elite. It was an easy transition. I'd imagine. So she was used in the beginning of the show. They had her do a backstage interview. Very excited to see what Renee young will be a part of. And it would be great to have her on commentary. I enjoyed her time in WWE as a commentator, so I'd be I'd be very happy to see what what they could do with her. Uh, something I reported last week on the episode of uh, our podcast, and now it is definitely you now debunked. You know, people were saying Sean Spears is done with all elite wrestling. Well, Sean Spears came back tonight, and you know he came back as a face. First time he's been a face because when he came to AEW, he was a heel after he broke Cody's head open with a steel chair, became the chairman. Uh, now he is back, and the way they did it was very interesting. So he's going to have a match. Was it next week or maybe this Friday, actually? Um, so FTR brought him out and they're like, oh, I got a friend. He's, you know, he's from Canada. You know, uh, he's a 10 or something. And then, of course, you know, the 10, Ty Dillinger, a.k.a. Sean Spears, he's back. And I was saying this on the podcast last week. I thought it'd be pretty cool to see what they could do with Sean Spears. It's kind of sad that he had all the potential in NXT, had some really cool matches never made it to the main roster actually or or did he and then he just became a jobber i think he maybe he just became a jobber i'm pretty sure 
and then they brought him to AEW, and they used him for a few stints here and there, but they didn't give him as much as I would have liked. But now maybe with ROH becoming an option, he could really, you know, I would really like to see what they could use him there for, uh, use him in there. Uh, so Sean Spears is back. Uh, two more big things before we end the show. Uh-huh. First of all, Daniel Garcia. What is up, my guy? So you got Chris Jericho, Lionheart Chris Jericho, going against the American Dragon, Brian Danielson for the ROH title. You got Brian Danielson versus Jericho 3. And, you know, it just, in my head, I'm like, it's either one of two things. Do you drop the belt for Brian, you know, the, a guy who would be a great face for ROH with the possible upcoming TV deal? But then also you got Chris Jericho, who's another, you know, be great to keep him with this for the next TV deal. I mean, that's kind of half the reason why you would give him, they gave him the AEW title when they had their TV deal. And it made sense. It's Chris Jericho. Why wouldn't you? So Chris Jericho is about to do Brian Danielson 30. When Daniel Garcia comes from the back, runs down, you know, stops Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho pushes him. He pushes him back just for Brian Danielson to hit him with the knee. And then Daniel Garcia knocks Brian with the belt. He hits him clear with the belt. Um, and then Chris Jericho, he's able to get the pin. I, I believe, what was it? Was it off of the uh, Judas effect? And now it's very interesting. You know, yeah, Brian Danielson trying to tell Daniel Garcia, you know, you're a wrestler, you're a pro wrestler, not a sports entertainer. And Daniel Garcia looked conflicted just for him to turn his back on his on his role model. So Daniel Garcia Still a heel at heart, still a sports entertainer, is not joining the Blackpool Combat Club as I almost thought he would have. And now this is some more buildup to whatever feud is going on between the three of them. And then another major thing, Orange Cassidy wins the AEW All-Atlantic title. So after losing at Grand Slam based uh, from against Pac, where Pac used the ring bell hammer, you know, to get the W pack loses tonight in a pretty good match against orange Cassidy. Really, really good match. And orange Cassidy is the all Atlantic champion. You know, this is very, very cool to see orange Cassidy finally get a belt in a W. I thought the TNT title would have been something for him at some point, but they never gave it to him. But here he is now AEW all Atlantic champion. I mean, Really cool. Orange Cassidy is someone who deserves it. You know, he's been someone who has been all over the Indies for years, and he was a talent. He was, you know, he was a part of the, you know, the Ants. Uh, I'm forgetting their full name in Chikara because I didn't really watch it, but I did learn that he was a part of that. He was a fire ant, and then he was doing Orange Cassidy on the Indies before he eventually then made it to AEW when AEW launched. And here we are now, Orange Cassidy is like a homegrown talent. And in my way, I would describe him as a homegrown talent for AEW. And he's your champion, and I'm pretty excited about that. And that is our show. I mean, am I am I forgetting something? I was forgetting something. That's right. I said at the top of the show that Project Kayfabe would be going through some changes. The way we do our episodes would change. Just in general, we are going to be different now that we are on the WrestleBuzz Network. 
different and in the same, you know, it's still same personality, same people, maybe some added people as well. But we're going to change things up just a bit just to make it a little different for you guys and more entertaining. And here's a little sneak peek at what I have in store, and then I'll dive in a little more. That's right, we're bringing Hulk Hogan on to the show. Okay, that's not exactly what I mean. So I've decided that, you know, with the other two podcasts, with From the Top Rope, touching on current events and current things in pro wrestling at the moment, uh, with the Wrestling Journal doing the same thing and doing their own breakdowns, I still want to talk about current date things that are going on professional wrestling, if it's big enough to talk about, but I want to have one big focal point for the show. And I've decided, because I looked into it, is actually an idea that I saw Cameron uh, Seahawk on Twitter saying, you know, someone needs to do a podcast talking about the Hulk Hogan era of TNA. And I looked into it, and sure, you got your, you know, your comrade Thompson podcast that they have like Jeff Jarrett and Ric Flair and all these people that do touch on some of that here and there with some episodes. But no one's really gone down and taken a dive, a deep dive into the history that was the TNA run that was Hulk Hogan in charge and everything about the Hulk Hogan era of TNA. You know, my friends at Deadlock, my boys, you know, James, Tony, and Johnny, they have touched on a lot of different episodes of TNA, but I want to do a little something different. We're going to go and take a deep dive. So Quade and I, even Finn and I, even some other people, a part of the podcast network and other people in the future, we are going to watch episodes, each episode that is important. Maybe we'll skip some, but at least the ones that are very important or at the very least the most entertaining and wacky episodes of TNA during that time and their pay-per-views. And we're going to give a deep dive into everything that went on during that time. You know, it's been over 10 years since Hulk Hogan you know, was a part of TNA, or at least that time was about when it first started was 10 years ago. So there has to be a lot of news, a lot of breakdowns, a lot of people explaining what happened or what decision happened here. So we're going to try and dig up all the dirt that is possible for you. And we're going to have it here on the podcast network. That is one thing we're going to do. And if you're interested, you can check it out along with us as well. The first episode of TNA that we will be watching and breaking down is the first episode that Hulk Hogan joined the company. There are plenty of ways you can watch any episode of Impact during that time. So feel free to check it out and watch along with us as we watch it. So the first episode is the January 4th episode in 2010. That is when Hulk Hogan joined TNA, and we're going to break it down. We're going to hear what people thought about it, what people were thinking, and we're going to go take a deep dive for you. So that will be there. So that is one of the biggest changes happening to the podcast. We're still going to talk about current news when it's very important to talk about. Like if Bray Wyatt does something really awesome, we're going to talk about it. If CM Punk does, in fact, come back to AEW. We're going to talk about it, but the main focal point for our shows for the coming months will be taking a deep dive into the history of Hulk Hogan in TNA 
and in that time of the promotion. And when we're not talking about that, when we decide to change up the focal point, if we need to refresh it a little bit, we will be going into deep dives into feuds. So we'll watch the bulk of a feud. We'll learn about it. We'll describe that. We'll talk about the matches. We'll talk about the results. We'll talk about how we would have booked it. We would have talked about the things that came out of it since then with those wrestlers, what they have leaked or told people since then. We're going to take a deep dive into real interesting or funny or cool or bad wrestling feuds so that will be something we will also focus on on this podcast so take these three things we'll still talk about current stuff when it's important big bulk will be hulk hogan era of tna which is just an interesting time and then when we want to take a little break we're going to go into deep dives into major feuds in professional wrestling good ones bad ones funny ones whatever it is we'll talk about those um, so that is for Project Kayfabe, and if I haven't said so already, we are actually going to be dropping the pop culture portion of our podcast. Project Kayfabe will no longer be a wrestling and pop culture podcast. We will become a pro wrestling podcast just because I do want to change it up on how we you know, do our pop culture. I want to make sure we're still giving it the same amount of attention that it deserves when I'm able to. We haven't done it in a bit, and now I'm inspired again um, to work on that. So if you do want to hear my pop culture takes on movies, sports, shows, along with my boys, that will still be on the Project Kayfabe feed that's, that you've been you know used to. But we're going to come, uh, come up with a new name. We're going to come up with some new stuff for it. Uh, so you will see those changes coming for you in November. Um, but next week, we should have an episode talking about She-Hulk. So if you're interested in that and you're a wrestling fan and you want to hear any of that, go check out the Project Kayfabe feed before it does eventually change into just being a pop culture feed. More on that in the coming future as I think of names and what to do with it. And hey, if you got an idea, feel free to let me know. Uh, but with all that being said, you can check us out on Twitter at Project underscore Kayfabe. You can check us on Instagram at Project underscore Kayfabe. You can check out the WrestleBuzz Network. You can find the, the WrestleBuzz Podcast Network on Twitter at WrestleBuzz with three Zs. You can also find it on Instagram at WrestleBuzz. You can check out the Wrestling Journal Podcast, which comes out over the weekend. Uh, that, wherever you find a podcast, you'll find that. Uh, a part of the WrestleBuzz network, of course. So check that out, um, and you can find them on Instagram as well at wrestling at the Wrestling Journal podcast. Uh, and then for uh, from the top rope with Gurish Broom, you can find that at on the same podcast feed you find our current podcast at. And you can also find them on Twitter at from the top rope. And feel free to go just check us all out and do what you like. So next week, you'll, if you want to watch and keep up to date with us, go watch Impact from January 4th, 2010. Now, with all that being said, thank you, everyone, and peace out.